Hi, this is Paul. Welcome to 104 Lord. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. Thanks again and enjoy 104 Lord. Hey everybody, welcome to 104 Lord. And I'm Paul, I'm your host. This evening I'm speaking to you from Louisville, Kentucky. Had a nice little 600 mile drive today. And I'm shut down for the night and I'm quite tired. But I want to uh, wanted to go ahead and do an episode of the podcast today. I uh, haven't done one in a few days, so I want to go ahead and uh, do some follow-up here. Uh, I got a message from someone who took issue with the, with the idea of God speaking to us today. And uh, unfortunately, that's not the t- first time I've heard that. Um, usually the people, uh, just sort of, uh, make it sound like, like they're, they're very knowledgeable of the scriptures. Uh, unfortunately, if they were really knowledgeable of the scriptures, they probably wouldn't be saying something that foolish. Um, and so, you know, in case you ever run into a situation like that, where someone's, you, you know, you're following the Lord and. And seeking to uh, be led by the Spirit of God, and someone tries to tell you that God doesn't do that, just wanted to get you to have some scriptures, uh, just to, I guess, strengthen your faith and and not be fooled or deceived uh, by uh, by cunning craftiness, you know, and doctrines of men. So let's just jump right into this. Let's uh, let's go to Acts chapter nine. I'm going to keep this brief. I try to keep my episodes short, sweet, and to the point. But I did want to give you some some solid scriptures to to draw from here. So Acts chapter 9. I am tired. All right. I know you don't want to hear that over and over again. (laughs) All right. Acts chapter 9. All right. Let's look at verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. doesn't say he was an apostle. doesn't say he was an evangelist, a prophet, anything like that. So it says there was a certain disciple named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard. Now, this is where this is comical to me because I've done the same thing. I've argued with the Lord. Then Ananias said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority, the chief priest, to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So, you know, when we talk about Jesus Christ being our personal Lord, okay, 
This is Jesus Christ being personal, personally our Lord. Not our Lord collectively as a group, but our Lord individually as an individual. If we say we are followers of Jesus Christ, then that means something. Okay, We are not followers of the ideology of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and though it may be a good thing to be a follower or a believer in the doctrine of Jesus Christ, that that without the without knowing Jesus Christ, uh, you know, Jesus said uh, in Matthew chapter seven, talking to a, a group of people who did all these great things, he said, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Okay, well, I guarantee you, the Lord Jesus Christ knew Ananias. He called him by name, and Ananias answered back. And so that's an example of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to a an individual disciple. And it's, I'm really glad that Ananias listened because he went and ministered to the apostle, well, who was Saul and who became later the apostle Paul. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Acts, Romans... And there's so many things I could say about these scriptures, but as much as possible, I want to just try to let the scriptures speak for themselves. Acts chapter 8. Let's start at verse 13. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Okay? Verse 9, if you go up to verse 9, it says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if the Spirit of God does not dwell in you, you are not a child of God. You are not born again. You're not saved. If the Spirit of God does dwell in you, then this, the Scripture says that that we have this, received the Spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit of God within us is our connection to our Heavenly Father. And um, when you look in the Scriptures, one thing you're going to find is that the Holy Spirit played a very active role in the lives of the early church and in the, the work of the ministry. And so, what you know, these people who, they, they, they seem to claim some sort of superior knowledge of Scripture, and yet they ignore Scripture. Um, you know, Moses said, would, to, would God that all his people were prophets and that he would put, put his spirit upon them? Well, that was foreshadowing because that's exactly what has happened today in the, the age of grace since the day of Pentecost is that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. Well, it doesn't just come to dwell there just to hang out, or he doesn't come to dwell there just to hang out. The Holy Spirit is... The Greek word paraclete, uh, the helper, um, you know, Jesus Christ said that the spirit of truth would guide us into all truth. Yes, certainly that, that has application to the scriptures, but also 
that that the, the word of God testifies that that the things of the Spirit of God are spiritually discerned. You can't even understand the Word of God without the Spirit of God giving you understanding. Um, so let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse... 17. Now this is Peter speaking after, well, let's start in verse 16. This is Peter speaking on the day of Pentecost after the Holy, the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It says, but this which is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass, now I'm in verse 17, it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So the idea that the active work of the Holy Spirit stopped when the canon of Scripture was completed is absolute unbiblical nonsense. Okay, And it's, dare I say, uh, promoted by people who may not know God themselves, because I don't see how anyone who knows God and who knows this word could make such a statement. Uh, let's see. One point I wanted to make is that the Bible never, ever, ever denigrates the work of the Holy Spirit. Does It doesn't elevate one above the other. Uh, uh, it doesn't denigrate the, the, the word of God to the Spirit or the Spirit to the word of God. Um, the, the, the word of God testifies of the spirit of God and the spirit of God testifies of the word of God. In fact, the very origin of the word of God, the reason you have the written word of God is because of the work of the word of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And we know about that, uh, where the scripture says that knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation but the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, you know, so we talked about, you know, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would come. That happened on the day of Pentecost. Talked about what does the lordship of Jesus Christ look like? We looked at the the. Uh, the instance there with Ananias when the Lord spoke to him. Let's look at how about Acts chapter 10. Acts 10. And let's look at verse 19. While Peter thought on this on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. That's the, the Spirit of God directing Peter to go with these men who had been sent from Cornelius, the centurion, who, to whom had an angel had appeared. So God was 
sending Peter to a Gentile to preach the gospel. And you can't, you can't find Cornelius by name in the Old Testament. So how was Peter going to know that? He was going to, the way he knew that was by the Holy Spirit directing him. So the, the word of God, the scriptures of God, it give, they give us the understanding of, of the faith, of knowing why man needs a savior, of knowing who that savior is and how we might receive salvation that it it is uh, it's the wisdom of God that is imparted through the scriptures but there are certain situations and circumstances that are very specific and aren't covered in scripture it's very specific direction that you need and that is what the Holy Spirit does among other things it gives you situational direction in specific situations that's an obvious uh, occurrence of it with Ananias and Saul. That's another occurrence of it. And these people who can consider themselves great scholars of the scriptures, um, you know, the, the notion that the Holy Spirit doesn't work within our lives anymore is just not scriptural. You know, one of the things they like to say, oh, well, well that was, Ward says that when that which is perfect has come, read the context. When it talks about when that which is perfect is come, it's talking about the return of Christ. Okay, when Jesus Christ returns and we are caught up with Him in the air and we're transformed, okay, and 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 we are like Him. Where it says that we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. It says that we shall know even as we are known. We're not going to need prophecy. We're not going to need a lot of things because we're going to know as we are known. That is the context. That's what it's talking about when that which is perfect is come. It's not talking about the canon of Scripture. Is Scripture perfect? Of course it is. But the context in which we're talking about, in which the, the gifts of the Spirit will cease, is the return of Christ, and not until then. Okay? So let's look at Acts chapter 16. Let's look at the work of the Holy Spirit in directing us in ministry because you could sit down and just intellectually trying to figure out what the will of God is and um, you, you could go by your intellect or you could let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you okay Acts chapter 16 Let's see here. Let's start in verse 6, okay? And um, and this is the the Apostle Paul was, was traveling. It says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Y'all, I didn't write it. It says right there, We're forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. You explain it. <laughs> Verse 7, And after they were come to Mysia, they assayed, or attempted, that's just Old English, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. The Spirit of God didn't let them. So they tried to go one way. The Spirit of God was like, nope. Try to go another way. The Spirit of God said, nope. And they, passing through Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, 
come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go to Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called, called us for to preach the gospel unto them. There is the Lordship of Jesus Christ, my friends. And, you know, what, what this is, it's such a, a tragedy that so little attention is paid to this by those who are responsible for teaching the Word of God. Because, you know, what most people think being a Christian about is, you know, you go to this big building with this, with this name on a, a, a sign out front or above the door, and, you, you know, you, it's about an hour to an hour and a half long, and you, you sing some songs and hear a message, and they've got the statement of faith, and maybe you're involved in some kind of uh, program or maybe you park cars in the parking lot or whatever. Uh, and they think that that's what being Christian is about because that's what these people are being taught. And if you read the scriptures, uh, it's pretty foreign to what being a follower of Jesus Christ is actually about in the Word of God. And those who know the Word of God need to be teaching people and guiding people to Jesus Christ. The Bible, the Word of God says in Ephesians that He is the head of the body. Jesus Christ, it's His church. He is in charge. And so our job is to preach the gospel, to introduce people to Jesus Christ, and then help them learn to follow Him, to learn to discern the leading of the Holy Spirit, to learn to discern the voice of the Lord, okay? And that's not something that comes easily to most people, especially in, in today's culture. And we need to teach people, you know, the, the word says, despise not prophesying, prophesying, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Not every prophecy, not every thing you think you're hearing is necessarily from God. That's why we need to be workmen of the word of God, that we need to devour the word of God and become so familiar with it. Because the more familiar you are with the written and revealed the Word of God, the easier it's going to be for you to recognize the voice of the Lord as the voice of the Lord or the leading of the Holy Spirit. And there, there's certainly certain specific, uh, for lack of a better term, mechanics to that. But the better you know the Word of God, the more easy it's going to be for you to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, prayer is obviously incredibly important because we need to be talking to the Lord and we need to get quiet in his presence and see and just wait upon the Lord and, and let him inspire us and let him show us things in our life that, that he wants to see change or, or sometimes he just wants to encourage us, but you've got to get quiet enough and you need to be strong in the grace of God. And you need to be humble before him and, and just let the Lord work in your life and through your life. Because being a follower of Jesus Christ means being a follower of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean being a follower of the ideology of Jesus Christ or the idea of Jesus Christ. It means being a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay? And 
there are very few people that are really teaching uh, God's people how to do this. And and I'm no expert. I don't I don't I haven't arrived. I don't have this whole thing figured out. Okay, I'm on the journey just like you are. But the Lord has through through a series of of events in my life and through the Word of God and through my relationship with Him, the Lord has certainly taught me certain things, and I don't follow it perfectly. Uh, I'm just as imperfect as anyone else, but He has shown me certain things in His Word and and by His Spirit, and as a good steward, it's my responsibility to pass that on to you and to others that for your edification and your benefit, because the job of ministry is not to get people to follow us so much as it is to get people to follow, literally follow Jesus Christ. Paul said, follow my ways, which are in Christ, right? Scripture says, don't be followers of men. So instead of being a disciple of a denomination or, or a disciple of a movement, be a disciple of Jesus Christ in truth. And, uh, and, and yeah, there, there's certainly some other things I want to get into about this. I probably do need to do another episode. One thing I, I would, I guess I would give you a little bit of a caution with is not every, you know, there are a lot of things that people attribute to the Holy Spirit that are not of the Holy Spirit. And that's why you need to be a workman of the word. Um, the, the so-called charismatic movement, there's a lot of things that they practice and that they attribute to the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, look, I've been speaking in tongues since I was 16 years old. Some of y'all don't believe in speaking in tongues. Some of you do. It's in the Word of God. Um, and and I certainly have had plenty of experiences in following the leading of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of things that people... In the charismatic movement and Pentecostal movement that they refer to as the work of the Holy Spirit that are absolutely not the work of the Holy Spirit it's foolishness uh, in some cases I believe it's another spirit um, but that's why we need to look at the word and what what do you see the word the Holy Spirit doing in the Word of God you see it convicting people of sin you see it pricking people's hearts and, and bringing them to repentance. You see it guiding people in ministering and preaching the gospel. Um, and you see it drawing people to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. So, you know, the, there's a whole lot of things that are, that are practiced nowadays that have nothing to do with any of that. So that's the one word of caution I would give to you. Um, but we're, we're certainly don't need to, as they say, throw the baby out with the bathwater just because some people do things and they call it the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's clearly not doesn't mean you need to shy away from the spirit of God, which, by the way, <laughs> lives inside you. OK, if you're a Christian, the spirit of God already lives inside you. Um, so let's do that. Let's let's get into the word. Let's pray. Let's seek to be led by the spirit of God. And, and let him speak into our lives and guide us and truly be followers of Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. Have a great night. Uh, leave a voice message. If this has been an encouragement to you, if you'd like to leave uh, you know, just a, a quick message on the voice message to the Anchor app, 
Or if you want to email me, you can email me at 104lord at gmail.com. That's the word 10, T-E-N, the word 4, F-O-R, F-O-U-R, excuse me, I'm tired. Uh, F-O-U-R and the word Lord, L-O-R-D, 104lord, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Uh, and again, you can also leave a voice message for me on the Anchor app. So hopefully this has been an encouragement and a help to you. And um, let's, uh, let's continue to follow the Lord and, and grow in Christ. Good. God bless. Y'all have a great night. Hi, this is Paul with 104 Lord. If you enjoyed today's episode, please shoot me an email at 104lord at gmail.com. That's T-E-N-F-O-U-R-L-O-R-D at gmail.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.